the MCU got with it this week, introducing a new character, doing a little twerking action and more. My full thoughts on episodes two and three of She-Hulk coming up right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Like this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. Boom. You looking for this? What is up? What is up? And welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and damn, it does it feel good to be back. I missed all of you so much last week. I had to put a pause on the podcast for last week, so I missed covering She-Hulk episode two, but not to worry, I am covering it this week to make up for it. I was busy participating in the biggest relay event in the USA called Hood to Coast. You go uh, in teams of 12, you've got two vans, and you travel from Mount Hood in Oregon all the way to the Oregon coast over the course of about 30 hours is what our team ended up doing. It's 199 miles, 12,000 people participate in this relay. There's 3,500 volunteers. It is humongous. It is a massive, massive event. You basically don't sleep for 30 hours. I ran about 20 miles and uh, you have a really good time with a lot of fun people, but that leaves no room to podcast. So naturally, I was participating in that. Had to have a recovery day or two, but I am back. Back on my jam. Talking Marvel, talking MCU, talking She-Hulk, and uh, boy, episode three. I had a lot of fun. I'm just going to say right off the bat, I I had a lot of fun with it, and we're going to get into it. I'm going to talk about episode two. I'm going to talk about episode three a little bit more since episode two has already happened. We're kind of moving on here. Um, but some news first off, I've actually got two pieces of news to cover quickly. Number one, a plug for the Patreon of this podcast. Shout out to every single patron of this show. You know who you are. I talk, I list your name every single week at the end of the episode and I could not be more appreciative. If you're not a patron of this podcast, go over to patreon.com. Look for 15 minutes of Marvel because I have a brand new Patreon exclusive episode of the pod dropping later tomorrow no later today actually later today and uh it is a very very fun episode for two dollars a month you can access this bonus episode plus loads of other bonus episodes over the past year i've had some incredible guests on the patreon that have not been on the regular pod spend about an hour each month talking about marvel going through movies discussing things that i don't get to talk about on this shortened version of the podcast um, it also supports me and the show and allows me to spend more time doing this. And uh, I, I am so stoked about it. So this month, I have a great episode coming out. David Thompson of the Direct Podcast joined me to talk about the state of the box office and Marvel and how uh, Marvel might just uh, rule the box office here in the next couple of years. And the box office might not exist without them. I also answered some mailbag questions from all of you on Twitter and uh, it was a blast. Got to talk about Marvel, got to talk about this podcast and what it takes to kind of run the show. So if you're interested in any of that kind of behind the scenes stuff, I suggest you go check out the Patreon. Just $2 a month, you get access to all kinds of bonus episodes. Um, and, and it is a blast. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Other piece of news, Marvel related MCU news. The big piece of the news from the last week is that Ben Kingsley is returning as Trevor Slattery in the Wonder Man show for Disney+. Plus. 
Uh, we don't know a whole, lot, a whole lot of details. I do find it fascinating that this has come out and we don't really know anything about the show and it's like really far into the future and then there's shows coming out more uh, quickly that we just still don't know anything about. So I don't know. I, I felt like this piece of news was a little strange, but I'm all here for it. Love Ben Kingsley. Love him as Trevor Slattery. Thought he was great in Chung-Chi. And I'm hoping more Trevor Slattery means more Morris. Uh, uh, one can only hope, one can only dream that that would be the case because uh, Morris is, is a lot of fun. So yeah, that's exciting and that's really fun and um, that's happening. So very cool piece of Marvel news. Let's get into She-Hulk. Let's talk about She-Hulk because I am having a fun time with She-Hulk. And you know, I, I feel like sometimes I talk about it on this pod, sometimes I don't. Um, but I think sometimes we take the MCU too seriously. I think sometimes the sometimes the MCU is built to be taken seriously, right? Infinity War, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. I think those are all very pertinent and, and meaningful uh, entries into the universe, things that need to be taken seriously because they do deal with very heavy circumstances of, of um, you know, forgiveness and pride and selfishness and what it takes for our heroes to win and things that are very big and heavy. Um, rightfully so, and those deserve to be taken seriously. But other projects, like She-Hulk, I think is a wonderful example, um, maybe don't need to be taken so seriously. I, th- I think that She-Hulk is doing, a, doing an impressive service right now because it is testing people's ability to see how much they are actually enjoying the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus how much they are trying to gatekeep the timeline or the way things are ordered or who said this at this point in time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how this impacts other things. It's not always about a big bad. It's not always about a timeline or another dimension or something like that. Sometimes it can be about twerking and one-liners and poop maps and really kind of offbeat, uh, really corny and sometimes not things that don't work, but a lot of times they do work. It can just be about funny things like that. So I appreciate what She-Hulk is doing. And contrary to how, however you feel about it or how others feel about it, how it's being reviewed or talked about or whatever the case may be, I think there is something to be said here for She-Hulk pushing those limits and pushing those boundaries and getting people to hopefully, uh, like myself, you know, kind of look in the mirror and say, oh, yeah. I watch this because I enjoy comic books. I watch this because I enjoy superheroes, because I enjoy this universe, this world. I enjoy She-Hulk. I like these actors. Whatever the case may be that you enjoy that brings you to that project, I think it's important to not lose sight of the fact that it is entertainment. It is enjoyment. It is designed to make you smile and laugh and cry and whatever the case may be. And I just thought that this week, episode number three, um, obviously spoilers are ahead if you haven't seen it. I'm going to spoil it. Here is your warning. Um, Megan the Stallion shows up and we get a, a good dose of twerking at the end of the episode. And initially I was like, oh no, uh-oh, Marvel, what are we doing? And why are we doing this? And um, this, it seems a little too on the nose for, you know, trying to connect with the culture and trying to make yourself a talking point. And I, I thought that for like a millisecond. And then my brain was like, why are you thinking that? This is pretty cool and funny and shows that people can have fun and they can be creative in this universe. Not everything has to be 
about stopping Thanos and saving the world and a soul for a soul and deep, dark themes like that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is actually pretty cool. I, I like this quite a bit. So off my, off my podium, off my, uh, my microphone, I, you know, I'm still on the microphone, but you get the point. That's my monologue. I just wanted to say, have a little fun with it. I think it's important to remember that the MCU is fun at its core. There are projects that are designed to be more meaningful and powerful and more serious. Um, and, you know, I, I think Multiverse of Madness is a great example of that. We all felt like it was designed to be a little bit more impactful and serious than the tone of it actually was. And that's where things kind of go awry. She-Hulk really not taking itself that seriously at all. It is very cognizant of breaking that fourth wall of, you know, being a cameo fest. It says so this week. It's, it's very on the nose about those things. And I think it works in this situation. So I'm having fun with it. I hope that you're having fun with it too. If you disagree with me, get at me on Twitter at 15 Minute Marvel. Let me know um, what you think. If, if, if the MCU needs to be serious all of the time or not. Um, like I said, I was going to talk about episode two quite briefly. You know, that's the episode we get the She-Hulk moniker. She gets hired as a lawyer. I thought it was fun when she, you know, kind of gets drunk as she turns back into Jennifer Walters and we really get the look at her metabolism there. Um, and I thought episode two did a good job of bringing up the question of, you know, what is the worth of a super? What is the worth of, of, of a super hero in this situation because Jen is being hired as She-Hulk. She's not being hired as Jen. How do people in this universe view the um the things that a superhero can bring to the table? And whether that be for a business, whether that be saving the the world or the universe or just, you know, um stopping Loki from taking over New York, uh what what is the value here when Heroes are not fighting a big bad, I think is a very interesting question for this universe. Do people only want heroes, namely Jennifer Walters, do they only want her for her She-Hulk abilities, for her powers, for what she looks like to the public eye? Because no doubt that is a play that this lawyer firm um, is is doing and, and getting her to be She-Hulk all the time makes sure that what she brings to the table is that constant notoriety, that constant online discussion and presence of her being She-Hulk instead of Jennifer Walters. I thought that was very interesting. A um, couple other points on episode two. The MCU doesn't deserve Tim Roth. I think he's one of the best actors we've had in the MCU. He's in incredible other projects outside of Marvel. If you haven't seen anything with him, um, please, please go check it out. The mandatory Reservoir Dogs recommendation the mandatory Pulp Fiction res uh, recommendation, although his role is small. Um, so many good things as of late as well. Bergman Island, um, fantastic stuff for Tim Roth. Um, love the Hulk joke. Again, MCU not taking itself too seriously, saying he was literally a different person, I think was a great play. And then we got the post credit, which is just kind of lighthearted. I thought it was fun. Her helping her family kind of move things and bringing water in and all this stuff kind of just shows like, she, she's She-Hulk. She's beneficial, right? Like people, you know, even her family wants to use her abilities. Uh, again, kind of relates back to that question of um, how, how are people seeing what she brings to the table, um, you know, Jen versus She-Hulk. Let's talk about episode three here because I just got done watching it um, not, too, not even an hour ago. So I'm, I'm pretty fresh. Got a several points here. Like I said, I had a lot of fun with this episode. I loved the fourth wall break about the cameos. And I could see how that could not work for some people. Like I said, a little too on the nose, a little too hyper-focused on like, 
hey, I get it. You're here for cameos. And people that might turn some people off and they might just not like that style. But I like that call out from Marvel. They know what they've turned into. They know the machine that they have become has turned into a cameo generator and that people are tuning in week after week to get cameos, to see Wong, to see Emil Blonsky, to see Megan Thee Stallion show up. That is what people are tuning in for now, especially when it comes to movies. And the fact that Marvel recognized that, I think is important. I think it's good. And I, and I like that they said it. Um, will they change it? Absolutely not. Um, that, that is the structure of the show. That is the structure of the universe that they've created, whether for good or for bad, um, you know, uh, for, for uh, being a monster or a superhero. This is what they have made. But I like that Jen did that fourth wall break and was like, hey, I get it. Listen, we're not a cameo show except for Bruce, except for Emil, except for Wong. And um, I thought that was fun. I liked the call out of the female superheroes and the trolls of the MCU. That that was a um, a nice little montage. I don't think it fit um, maybe tonally with this episode. I, I maybe would have liked to see it last episode when Jen was kind of like, you know figuring out what she was doing. I understand how it plays into her really starting to become Emile's lawyer and being more in the public eye. And that is important. But I, I like, again, that Marvel is aware that this is the culture sometimes surrounding their projects. and whether it is um, the culture that we want it to be or not, it does happen sometimes. And whether it is the culture at large or the much smaller group of people, um, which which it is, um, is still unfortunate. It's still a reality. So to see them do that was was good. It's important. Marvel's sticking to their guns, uh, you know, about being proactive and and introducing um, representation left and right. And I really really like that. Um, the big one of this episode is Megan the Stallion coming in, and I liked that it wasn't just like a, uh, a just like an abrupt cameo at the end. I thought that was fun that we get like a name drop in the beginning, and we kind of learn Dennis as this lawyer who used to work with Jen in the DA's office, and he's just a fucking tool. And it was really funny to see he's just he's just kind of a piece of shit guy, honestly. Um, and so I like this storyline, and I thought that it connected well. We get a shapeshifter from Asgard and from New Asgard, uh, Runa, which I thought was interesting. I like it, not necessarily maybe for what it is, but what it can represent for the future and scrolls, right? We have Secret Invasion coming. We have projects coming where we need to be aware that scrolls are everywhere. People are not who we think they are going to be. And I think this is a great introduction, a great little warm up for, for Marvel to say, like, hey, just FYI, scrolls might be around. And you might not think who it, who it is is actually who it is. Um, so I like that. The big miss for episode three for me was no, um, no going back to Hulk being in space, riding on this Sakarian ship. Um, I, I assume we're going to get to it next week. I know that's probably a big play that is going to kind of pull the storyline, uh, you know, in several different directions. I did like how contained this episode was, and we kind of, kept with that, you know, like Jen says, the A and the B storylines pulling together. And I liked that a lot. And I liked that it took place in a courtroom and a, in a prison. And that was pretty much and in the office. And that was pretty much it, right? So I did like that. But I'm excited to get back to Hulk and uh, and see what he is up to. Um, Emile's trial in prison. It was okay. I, I don't know if all of the jokes worked for me. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I liked Wong's introduction. And I love that... Um, 
he got got by a thirst trap with book. I thought that was really funny. Very Wong of, of him, which was, which was great. Um, and is Pug actually a good lawyer? I think that's the main question of this episode that we should be asking ourselves. Is Pug actually a good lawyer? Because I think he is. I think he's actually a good lawyer. He's like, he takes Dennis down in order to win for Dennis in court, which I thought was hilarious and really a, a good use of his skills and his abilities. And I thought it brought everything together pretty good. Love that the first time Stallion actually showed up like in person. She dropped the ah, which is great, is iconic. I'm not a Megan the Stallion fan. I don't listen to her music. I know her, obviously, um, as most people do. But you know the ah. I mean, everybody knows it. So I, I like that. I thought it was great. Um, as Guardian construction tools are sick, thought that was cool. The main p- takeaway from that scene is, is two things. They were trying to get her blood, right? We're trying to hulkify other things. We were trying to understand. Maybe we're trying to understand her blood makeup, but I believe we are using it to hulkify other things. And they mentioned that the boss is going to be mad. Who is the boss? Who's the big guy or gal at the head of this totem? Could it be Val? Could we already be looping back to Val wanting Hulk blood in order to ensure she has something on her team for the Thunderbolts? That will not be Abomination. It will not be Hulk or Bruce or She-Hulk, but she could be making her own. I think that's an interesting question. Obviously, we're going to have to get to that at some point. We've got six episodes to go, which I'm very excited about. I think these shorter episodes are working better and we're getting more of them, which I think is panning out so far. Obviously, we're only a third of the way in, um, but I want to know who the boss is. I want to know uh, more about these construction tools. I thought they were very cool. And then the post-credit, I, I had a lot of fun with. I thought it was great. Um, I, I kind of already talked about it. You've got, you've got Body playing by Megan the Stallion. She is canon. She is in it. She is in person. Her music is in it. You got Jen going full swing, saying that she will kill for her. And uh, Megan telling her, telling her to dial it back. Um, love the twerking. I just thought it was great. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was just Marvel saying like, look, we're just here to have some fun. And like, Jen is the character to bring that into the universe. She is the one that has the best ability to do that. And I think we're seeing that and it's being proven. I am having a fun time with She-Hulk. I don't think it's, the, I don't think it's one of the better MCU shows so far. I still think that Loki and WandaVision, the things that um, are a little bit more powerful and meaningful and impactful and unique, um, still hold those slots for me personally. But like I said, we're only three episodes in. We've got six to go. I don't want to put this in a box. I'm having a great time with it. I suggest um, you just try to have a great time with it as well. It's just a fun weekly show. And um, I, I like Marvel for going in this new direction and being a little little less serious with themselves. What are your thoughts on episodes two and episode three of uh, She-Hulk? Let me know. Get at me on Twitter at 15MinuteMarvel. Don't forget to go check out the Patreon for a brand new, really fun episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platform. And a huge shout out to the patrons of the show, Brandon Clark, Alan Cole Peacock, Ben Lawhorn, Corelli, Christina, TJ Zorch, Jessica, Carlos Freitas, and Joey Lett. Thank you all so much for your support of the pod. I will see you back here next time. I am Ethan Simi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. 